and not surprisingly, Thursday, January 25, 2024. They praise God and earn a high level of favor among all their neighbors. And not surprisingly, God keeps adding souls to the ranks of the believers. People are being saved every day. They are constantly added to the growing number of believers. Acts 2, 47. When we last left off, Peter was taking his first baby steps on the biggest stage in Jerusalem, on one of the high days of the year, Pentecost. There was evidence of supernatural happenings, wind and fiery tongues mixed with supernatural language abilities out of nowhere. It was a mystical moment, and there was a massive crowd. It was a once-in-a-lifetime event, and Peter did not stumble. He preaches his first sermon and most likely the best discourse of his life, all made possible by the promised Holy Spirit. In brief, he anchors his message in the prophecy of Joel. He then applies Joel's prophecy to the events they saw that morning. He leads them through the supernatural events that would take place in the near and distant future. Blood and fire and vapor of smoke, a precursor of days to come. Then he drops the hammer. His focus shifts to Jesus. He cuts them to the core with the words, This man, Jesus, by, by the appointed plan and foreknowledge of God, he was surrendered into lawless hands. He was crucified and put to death by you. What? We? Who? Jesus? He's, he's dead. We didn't do anything. But he follows this powerful statement about the resurrection. He says, But God raised him. He trumped the agony of life. It is impossible for him to be held back by it. He was raised from the dead. He is alive. In fact, he ascended to heaven, and he sits at the right hand of God. And he even makes reference to King David and how Jesus has embraced his throne. Jesus is the fulfillment. It's a wave of amazing and wind-blowing words and events. The throng gathered that day is cut to the core. They are longing for what Peter is preaching. They are broken. They want to be forgiven of their part in the death of the Messiah. What can we do, they ask. Change your ways. And then Peter asks, be baptized in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins. 3,000 people are baptized that day. It was a high day in Jerusalem, but that wasn't the end. Note how Dr. Luke ends this event. They praise God and earn a high level of favor among all their neighbors. And not surprisingly, people are being saved every day. They are constantly added to the growing number of believers. Take note. Praise. Favor among their neighbors. God sends them more souls to embrace. People are saved. Does that sound like your church? If not, inject your church with those elements. Or find another church that specializes in loving and taking care of people. Making connections. Being there. Be the one who risks making a difference in your neighborhood, your work, your school. Yes, even in your church. God can use anyone to change the world. Are you up to it? Abba, make me that person. A people-loving and ever-helping servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. Why not? And why not me? In Jesus' name, amen.